Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Once again, welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How you doing on this Friday, episode 420 on this July 22nd, 2022. We are broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. We have a great show for you today as i'm winding down my vacation went back to three days a week i do not have a guest on today but we have some sports to talk about typically the week of the mlb all-star game the sbs that's usually the slowest week in sports next week we're going to rev things up i actually have a special announcement as i will be live in the studio at WQEE from 5 to 6 on Monday night, and we are getting closer to football season. Next week is NFL training camp. We just wrapped up SEC Media Days. ACC Media Days is going on as well. But we do have a lot to talk about here on the show as the Atlanta Braves start the second half, two and a half back of the New York Mets, and they get ready to take on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for a three-game series. Tonight, Charlie Morton is taking on Shohei Atani. That right there is worth the price of admission. Should be a big crowd at Truett's Park tonight. Baseball did get back into action last night to start the second half. Just a few games on the slate, including The Houston Astros sweeping the New York Yankees in a two-game doubleheader. And the San Francisco Giants losing a heartbreaker to the Los Angeles Dodgers thanks to a Mookie Betts three-run home run. But that's neither here nor there. They're just a hated rivalry. And I don't count any championships won in the bubble. I'm sorry. They just don't. Can we just erase all the championships from 2020 out of the record books? They, They shouldn't count. The Lakers have one in the bubble. The Dodgers have one in a bubble. They shouldn't count. Locally here in the Chattahoochee Valley tonight, the Columbus Chattahoots take their 14-9 record against the Gwinnett Astros. They're starting to pull away in their division. They're currently the number two seed in the SBL. So they will take on the Gwinnett Astros tonight. And then Saturday, they will have a doubleheader. One of those games up in Gwinnett was rained out, so Gwinnett will be the home team for that first game on Saturday. So with five games left to go in the regular season, we will know where they will be in the playoffs as the Columbus Chattahoots try to make their way back to the SBL championship. And I'm getting ready and I'm prepping myself for the final Regular season home game for the Columbus Lions. It will be tomorrow night 
as the Columbus Lions, 6-5 and five in the regular season and in third place, taking on the Orlando Predators. We know that the Columbus Lions will be in the playoffs, whether or not they travel up to Carolina next week or they host Jacksonville. That is the playoff scenario. If Carolina beats Jacksonville, Columbus is the number three seed. If Jacksonville beats Carolina, Columbus is the number two seed. And the NAL championship will take place on August the 13th. So all next week, NFL training camps start up. The first preseason game for the National Football League will be Thursday, August the 4th, the Hall of Fame game, as the Las Vegas Raiders will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I honestly think that the AFC West is the best division in football. So next week, I'm going to go back to five days a week, and I'm going to preview all the divisions as we gear up for an exciting 2022 NFL season. There is talks that Sean Payton may return to coaching in 2023. I think the only logical choice for Sean Payton is the Dallas Cowboys. Let's say they underachieve once again, and Mike McCarthy does not get them to where they need to go. They lose another playoff game because this is a very talented team, especially with their defense led by defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Micah Parsons, the best upcoming promising linebacker. I think all the pressure is on the Dallas Cowboys this year to win and win right away. Well, Kyler Murray is getting paid. He signs a five-year, $230 million extension he is now one of the top-paid quarterbacks in the league. They showed a stat that showed that Kyler Murray makes more money playing football yearly than the entire Oakland A's payroll. Remember, the Oakland A's actually drafted him in the MLB amateur draft. Kyler Murray was actually having an MVP season last year, and then the Cardinals started to simmer off and they lost to the Rams in the first round of the wild card playoffs in the NFL. Well, the San Francisco 49ers have given Jimmy Garoppolo's agents permission to seek a trade. Jimmy G had shoulder surgery in March and he should expect a full recovery in August. He's already starting to throw, but does the 49ers keep the 30-year-old quarterback on the roster? When healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo has led the 49ers to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game. In my opinion, Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers the best chance to win right now. But the future is Trey Lance. They traded all those first-round draft picks for Trey Lance. The 49ers need to see what they have in Trey Lance. In a perfect world, I would love to see both these quarterbacks on the roster and compete for the starting job and Trey Lance being used as a backup quarterback just in case. But some of the destinations for Jimmy G include the Cleveland Browns, you got the Atlanta Falcons, maybe the Houston Texans, but the Seattle Seahawks? Are the 49ers willing to trade Jimmy Garoppolo inside the division? So with SEC Media Days wrapping up, the Georgia Bulldogs make Kirby Smart the richest head coach in college football. The Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smart agreed to a new 10-year, $112 million contract, and that is the right choice. Although I still think Nick Saban 
is the best coach in college football. Nick Saban is 70 years old. Kirby Smart is only 46. If Nick Saban is the best head coach in college football, Kirby Smart is right there at number two, and it's not even close. Look at what Kirby Smart has done at the University of Georgia. 66-15 and 15 overall head coaching record, 6-2 and two in bowl games. He's reached the national championship game in 2018 and has won a national championship. Four SEC Eastern Division titles and one SEC championship. I mean, look since 2016, 8-5, 13-2, 11-3, 12-2, 8-2, and 14-1. And Kirby Smart gets a top five recruiting class at the University of Georgia every year. There was talk around SEC media days that Georgia's going to take a step back from their national championship run. But I beg to differ. I think they could run it back and win another national championship. They take on the Oregon Ducks on September the 3rd at 3.30 p.m. in the Chick-fil-A kickoff. By the way, that game is already sold out. And you know something about the Oregon Ducks? When it comes to college football on the West Coast, they probably have the most passionate fans. I've always criticized the fan base in college football in California, but Oregon is different. It's a little different. All right, so after Georgia plays Oregon, they take on Samford. Then they travel up to South Carolina. You know, I got criticized for saying that Georgia could be on upset alert because that game is in Columbia, South Carolina. It would be a hostile environment if that game was at night. But that game is the 12 o'clock game on ESPN. Advantage Georgia. There is a big difference from a day game in Columbia compared to a night game. Then they will take on Kent State. Another easy road victory in the SEC taking on Missouri up in Columbia, Missouri. Their first test, I don't think it's really a test. Their first SEC game in Athens is going to be October the 8th against Auburn. I think Auburn takes a step back again under Brian Harson's second year. Vanderbilt, I think their first test is against Florida. You don't know what you're going to get with Billy Napier. You don't know if Anthony Richardson has improved or if Florida can get back to their glory years under Urban Meyer. Here's a tricky game on November the 5th. They will take on the Tennessee Volunteers and Hinden Hooker is starting to become a very affordable quarterback for the Tennessee Volunteers who had a very successful season last year trying to rebound on that. And I think that they could be one of the favorites in the SEC East. Josh Heupel is starting to show that he is the right guy. And then after that, they will travel to Mississippi State. But every single game, you know, you got Kentucky. That's a big test with Will Levis. And then Georgia Tech follows the season. I'm not seeing anything from Georgia Tech. I think that Jeff Collins is a lame duck head coach, and Georgia Tech will be lucky to get four victories this year. It's not going to be pretty for Georgia Tech. Georgia should be a double-digit favorite in every single game this year. I expect them to go undefeated, and it is not a foregone conclusion that they're going to play Alabama in the SEC championship. Arkansas is better. Texas A&M is better. Ole Miss is better. LSU should be better under Brian Kelly. Even though the Alabama Crimson Tide is the team to beat in the SEC, everybody else has gotten better, and it is going to be a test. You're going to see Alabama in some very tight games, kind of like last year. Kind of like last year. 
But make no mistake about it, the Alabama Crimson Tide do have the two best players in college football. Will Anderson on the defensive side and Bryce Young on the offensive side of the football. So like I said, this is the slowest sports week the entire year. That's why I went to three days a week. Of course, I'm on. Also, I'm on family vacation, trying to knock out a show, just updating sports just to give the people what they want. We did have the ESPYs on Wednesday. The highlights from the ESPYs was Steph Curry. It was actually funny in his monologue. Dick Vitale gives a moving acceptance speech as he wins the Jimmy V Award. The Arthur Ashe Courage Award was given to Vitaly Klitschko, the former heavyweight championship boxer from Ukraine, as he's having a deal with that whole Russia-Ukraine situation. Best team of the year went to the Golden State Warriors. I kind of think that it's fresh on everybody's mind. It could have easily been the Braves or Georgia football or the Colorado Avalanche. Best male athlete is, of course, Shohei Atani. We're not going to ever see a player like Shohei Atani ever in our lifetime. Somebody that is a starting pitcher, a very good starting pitcher, and can also hit the ball as well. Braves fans will get to see him up close and personal tonight at Truitt's Park. That's definitely a game you want to go out and see. And they honored a lot of Olympian athletes as well because we had the Winter Olympics in 2022. We had the Summer Olympics in 2021. As we wrap up NBA Summer League and we had free agency and all the moves took place, I still think there are moves still yet to be made. But LeBron James wants to try to make it work with the big three. The Lakers are bringing back Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. For the 2022 season. For the 2022-2023 season. And I think it's a disaster. But hey, I enjoy watching the train wreck. That is the Los Angeles Lakers. Who only have the one NBA title with LeBron inside the bubble. Completely not fair. They are not a very well-run organization like the Golden State Warriors. They have made the worst personnel decisions like trading away Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, D'Angelo Russell. If all three of them are healthy, they played in 21 games last year. They were only 11-10 in those games. Well, who knows? Maybe new head coach Darvin Ham could make it work. So last season, LeBron James played in 56 games. Anthony Davis played in 40 games. And Russell Westbrook played in 78 games. LeBron averaged 30 points a game, AD averaged 23 points a game, and Russell Westbrook averaged 18 points a game, one of his career lows. In order for a big three to work on any NBA team, you got to have good role players. But when you trade away all your good role players, what do you have left? I'm looking at the Lakers roster for the 2022-2023 NBA regular season, and I don't see any of their role players from last year. Malik Buck, Carmelo Anthony. It's going to be LeBron trying to make this big three work with possibly some rookies like Scottie Pippen Jr. and Max Christie. Well, they did get Juan Toscano Anderson from the Golden State Warriors. So there you go. Problem solved. Now I'm convinced that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, but there'll be a first round exit. This is not a championship team. LeBron is delusional if he thinks this is a championship team. Golden State is going to be back with James Wiseman. Phoenix should be better. 
Dallas is going to be better. I think the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves continue to get better, especially getting Rudy Gobert. And the Clippers, if they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with the addition of John Wall, they're a lot better. What has the Los Angeles Lakers done to make themselves better besides bring back the big three? What, is that going to be enough? They can't even stay healthy on the court together. They only played in 21 games last year. I've had a lot of fun doing this show. In the past two and a half years, over 420 episodes, over 37 guests, it's been a blast. And I hope to continue to grow this show even more. We got August around the corner. The kids are going back to school in a couple of weeks, which means the start of high school football. I've been doing my homework this year. Been looking at Max Preps. Been looking at Rivals.com. I plan on breaking down just about every high school football game in the Chattahoochee Valley. That's East Alabama, West Georgia. Because I know that's what the fans want. This year, it's going to be a little bit different with the realignment. But you're still going to have those classic matchups. Especially in Columbus. Hopefully, I can get into the studio and take some phone calls and... We'll just go from there. But I do appreciate all the support and my audience continuing to grow, not just when I have guests, but they still support this show. And even when I go on vacation, I still want to try to do three shows a week. But that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded and supported my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel and I'm on Twitter as well. I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the games this weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.